I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. We are best friends and dietitians. We have a goal of challenging nutrition misinformation and fitness trends with an evidence-based approach. Each episode, we will dish up our thoughts about the latest facts on a popular health-related topic. We're the Upbeat Dietitians. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. Hello, everyone. We are excited to share this episode with you today. It is part three of our fitness myths or facts series. So we hope we know that the past two have been very, very popular. And if you've not already listened to the first one in season two, we're going to link it. I think it's episode 20. Um, And then the second one with Damien and Brendan in season three, episode 35. So you don't really need to listen to them in order to listen to any of them. But if you'd like to hear the other fitness myths we already kind of debunked, go check those out. But we have a full new round of fitness myths to go over. So without further ado, let's get into it. So the first one or the first fitness myth we're going to chat about is I guess before we get into it, we also asked you guys for your feedback. Um, yeah, these are your guys' the myths that you had heard. Yeah. So we wanted to answer questions that you had or like address myths you might have heard. So if you have not already, definitely shameless plug, go follow our Instagram. So when we do ask for feedback, you can answer the questions and polls on our stories, or you also can just comment on Instagram posts or message us. We typically check those as well but polls are always fun and fun to participate in yes so you guys gave us these questions today at least most of them so let's get into the first one so the first myth is about that ten thousand steps a day and that myth came from a, a user question or um a follower question this is a common like step goal with people who use like apple watches fitbits similar fitness trackers and this is just a really arbitrary number. It's not something that you like have to hit to be healthy or fit. Um, it's actually more of a marketing tactic than a scientifically based recommendation. When researching, we had found that this 10,000 steps a day target or goal seems to have come from a trade name pedometer sold in 65 in Japan. And this device was called something I'm going to mispronounce. It was called Monpo K which translates to 10,000 step meter. And this is a marketing tool for the device. And it's like seemed to stuck as fitness trackers have kind of progressed. Yeah. So once again, another kind of origin story that didn't really come from a lot of like scientifically based research. It's more of another marketing tool that has just stuck around. So about two thousand there are about two thousand steps in a mile. The average person's stride is about two point one to two point five feet, so it comes out to about five miles a day. You don't really need to walk like five miles a day. There's other kind of parameters of physical activity when it comes to like other daily sources of physical activity like stairs and lifting things in your house or actually just like more formal exercise the cdc who and ha recommendations kind of compiled that the 
professional weekly physical activity recommendation comes out to 150 minutes a week, about two and a half hours of moderate intensity physical activity or 75 minutes a week of vigorous aerobic activity. So if you were to like divide that by seven, I'm not really in the mood to do math right now, which shows how I'm doing. <laughs> you but, love math. Who are you? I know. Not doing well. Tough day. Um, but that would not come out to 10,000 steps. If you were to like walk five miles every day, I think my mom and I are pretty speedy, speedy walkers and we can walk in about, I think, 75 to 90 minutes, depending on the day. So that would be over the recommended amount you need weekly. It'd be a little bit excessive. 90 minutes for how many miles do you walk? I can't do math either. I think my like, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say the fastest mile per hour or mile per minute. We, nope, minute per mile, minute per mile. That's, I don't know what conversion I'm trying to say, but we were the fastest we've ever walked was like a 1530. Oh, shoot. That's a crazy fast walk. We are like hustling. Mine's like 18, 19, just like casually. But if mm-hmm. I have Finn, it's way slower because he wants to like sniff and pee on everything. Um, yeah. Or if Emily is walking him, it's like a five minute mile because <laughs> it's like a sprint. It is not, not a walk. One a time jog. Emily came to visit me and she thought it would be a great idea to take Finn on a run, which I agreed with. That would be a great idea because Finn loves to go out and just be outside. Um, I did not really warn her that <laughs> I don't run. And so, if, so if you're running with Finn, he thinks it's because you're like in danger and you're full out sprinting. Yeah, it was not, he didn't know that it was going to be like a yeah. long run. He thought yeah. it was like a short sprint. Yeah. It was like, I have not run that fast <laughs> since high school, like high school sprinting track. Like oh I, the fastest I went was a 400 meter. No, we did that for over two miles of just full force sprinting. <laughs> I, I just am picturing it, knowing Finn and how psycho he is. <laughs> yeah. Just picturing yeah. it. And like, he also had to smell everything. So it's like a sprint and then you're like stopping. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was- they came back because I was just cooking breakfast at home. <laughs> just like living my best life and my dog and my bestie were just out together. They came back. Well, Finn wasn't sweating, but Emily was like drenched in sweat. And, like, I've not been breathing. that sweaty. And so <laughs> I think I was like covered in like an inch of sweat. It's like, also it, Midwest, like mid July. Yeah. So like, it was just yeah, like, so it was, oh, <laughs> uh, that was amazing. Yeah. I will probably not run with him next time I come visit. No, I we might can go walk. on a casual walk. The three of us can go on a just family fun time walk. <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> <sighs> I was not prepared. Yeah. But no. yeah, maybe that would fall into that 75 minutes of vigorous aerobic activity, <laughs> <laughs> which I always talk about with vigorous activity. You don't have to do vigorous activity all the time. Oh no. It can even be more harmful and more stressful on the body to only do vigorous. Like don't yeah. do like six hit workouts a week. Cause it's just not going to be great for your body. It's too no. stressful. It's, yeah. it's good to have like some high intensity, like high heart rate stuff, but most of the time we can do just fine doing mainly vigorous and low intensity or gosh, yes. doing just, yeah. just low moderate in- and low vigorous intensity. Yeah. Low intensity goes a long way. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it doesn't get as much love as it deserves. Yeah. yeah. Okay. To kind of 
finalize our thoughts on this 10K step a day goal, um, rather than having that as your goal, which it may be a good goal for you, but if it's not set goals that are good for you. So like if you're someone who is currently pretty sedentary, setting a goal of 10K steps a day likely would be too extreme, too taxing on the body. It could lead to injury. It's just not going to be a good goal for you. So set, you know, even small goals that you can like reassess after like a week or two, like say you have a goal for that first week to hit 1000 steps and that goes pretty well. So then you can do 2K. Um, And even note too, that it doesn't have to always be intentional exercise, like just trying to stand at your desk. If you can, if you usually sit most of the day, parking farther away at the grocery store, playing with your dog and the kids, like all these little activities are going to count as activity that are going to be good for your health. We're all about movement that you enjoy because we don't want you to do something that you resent in our miserable ground because yeah, that's not going to be great. And last thing to know, I don't know if you mentioned this, but fitness trackers are not all that accurate. I think we actually did a test of this in our undergraduate class, one of our like health and kinesiology classes. They compared like an Apple watch to I think a Garmin to a Fitbit. And the results were wildly different. And then also there's, I know this is going to hit close with a lot of people, but it's okay to not hit those pre-made fitness goals. The fitness tracker gave you like hitting the step goal or closing your rings. There one, the calorie tracking on fitness trackers is not that accurate. And also I will note from someone who like utilizes one solely for exercise, the other rings aren't always as that accurate as well, like the exercise ring and whatnot. So it's okay if you don't close your rings every single day. It's more should be there for like general motivation, but you kind of know you don't need to hit that exactly. Like if you got outside or you did some type of movement that works for you. That's all you can ask for. That's yeah. still really good. And being stressed about not closing your rings is worse for your health than not closing your rings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's go on to the next question. So this one also came from a lovely follower. So this goal or this question is, can you have a goal to build muscle as an intuitive eater? So I think this question came, I think it's a great question. I think it came because Emily and I always talk so much about how with intuitive eating, the goal is to not use it as a way to manipulate your body shape and size. But we do know that having a higher ratio of more muscle mass versus adipose tissue can be health promoting. So tricky balance here. I think it's all about like the why, like, why do you want that to be a goal for yourself and kind of how you go about it as well. But yes, you can generally have a goal to build muscle as an intuitive eater. So with this, you may have to incorporate some more practical hunger techniques, perhaps like around your workouts to make sure you're properly fueling, getting the carbs and proteins that you need specifically. Um, You may also have to apply gentle nutrition a little bit more, um, or at least more diligently to make sure that you are consuming adequate protein because that protein is going to be a big piece of building muscle. But this is going to be just a guideline. Don't let it be a rule where like you have to hit X number of grams a day and like get it right after your workout. If you don't have it after your workout, then it's like the end of the world. 
So your total daily protein intake is going to matter a lot more than that protein timing. Yeah. And also with building muscle, oftentimes we think of like intense weightlifting and maxing out and PRs. Like there should be also a joy, especially that fun component, like principle number eight or nine, where like respecting your, maybe it's respecting your mom. Maybe I'm, cause I'm, there are no thoughts occurring in my brain today. So like I could be whipping this out of nowhere, um, but enjoying our movements. So like not only incorporating, like if you do have that muscle building muscle goal, incorporating some type of strength training, whether it's also weightlifting along with more potentially like body weight lifting that's also a form that will help with strength training or like a little bit more work with like resistance bands um it doesn't need to be the stereotypical you go and do your squats and you do your deadlifts and you do your bench press and then those are your three and I have not lifted a weight in a long time so I don't know if those are the big three anymore they are the big three they maybe they've changed those aren't going anywhere those are the big three yes (laughs) but it doesn't have to be so structured like you might kind of perceive weightlifting and also it's so important to allow rest days rest days are when your muscle helps grow like you and kind of build upon itself you cannot continue to beat up your body day day on day out no rest days you're going to overexhaust your body and put into a really high state of stress which is we do not want to cause any stress issues stress in my opinion not that I really put that much thought into it. <laughs> Once again, not lots of thoughts occurring right now. Not a thought behind those eyes. No, no, <laughs> no thoughts at all. Um, in my opinion, stress is one of the worst things to occur to your body, whether it's like physical stress, mental stress, emotional stress, they all affect so much and are one of my, I think one of the biggest factors that affect like any type of goal in life, whether it's health related, whether it's mental health related whatever it is, stress is not good. Yeah. Yeah. A lot for those rest days. We're going to have a great episode coming up with a personal trainer friend of ours talking about like, if you do need to be specifically focusing on like what's called strength or hypertrophy with weightlifting. So like building muscle versus strength and like who actually needs to worry about that? Because most of us, if we're just trying to recreationally trying to just be healthier, like even casually build muscle, which is tough to do. I I probably shouldn't say casually build muscle because it is hard to build muscle. It takes a lot of like consistency and like adequate protein. Um, But most of us don't need to be worrying about exactly how many sets and reps and grams of protein, which again, Elias, our friend, personal trainer coming up, will explain a lot better, but I think that's the biggest thing to hit home there, which is actually a great segue into our next myth we want to debunk. So our next myth is that, or more of a question, I suppose, the question that we got from you guys is, do you have to lift weights? And of course the answer is no, you don't have to do anything. Like we're not your mom <laughs> saying you have to do this and that, but we do want to mention all the different benefits of weightlifting because there are a lot and I do encourage it for a lot of people. So again, if it's not joyful, maybe it's not going to be a good fit for you, but we also want to note there are many different variations of weightlifting too, that you might find joy in. Um, but first of all, first off, some of the benefits include, of course, increased strength, which can translate into being able to do daily tasks easier, like carrying the kids around or carrying groceries, which is like the worst thing ever. I hate carrying groceries in. 
<laughs> um, it can also help to improve bone strength, which is really great for females, especially as we get older and have an increased risk of losing bone mass. So that's a really big benefit there. It can also help to build muscle, which can increase your metabolic rate. So the more muscle that we have on our body, the more calories we burn, even at rest, which is a really big difference between cardio and weightlifting. Cardio is only going to burn calories at like the given time, which is still great. Cardio is still a great form of exercise. Um, but the big benefit of weightlifting is that you'll be able to over time, build that muscle mass and burn more calories, even at rest. Yeah. Yeah. Muscle's great. We yeah. want to maintain our muscle mass. Um, some other benefits of lifting weights is reducing our risk of injury. This not only improves our strength, but also balance is a huge component that I feel like gets neglected a lot in the fitness industry, or at least in the fitness industry I've seen online. Not a lot of people talk about balance. Range of motion is huge. And then mobility. Those are all key components. I think who was it? I think it was Damien talked about how like you age, like your fitness goals change. Maybe that was Damien. That was, um, that was Steve. Oh, that was Steve. Okay. I'm sorry. We have so Steve. many trainer friends. I know. There's so many of them. Um, Steve made that really great point. And I feel like when we think weightlifting, we think strength. We don't really think about balance, range of motion, mobility. Weightlifting is really great for all of these and kind of different exercises will help with diff these different components, but really great to kind of knock all those components out because you don't want to have poor balance at the age of 30. Like what if you're, I don't know, I'm thinking extreme cases. I'm like, what are you, what if you're walking on a thin bridge? <laughs> Not that many people find themselves in that. Yeah. I'm always encountering thin I'm bridges. Very, I'm being very dramatic right now, but it's very important. You want, you don't want to just fall over. <laughs> no. Yeah, you really do. And even when yeah. you're young, like you can still hurt yourself. Your risk yeah. is lower, but it's still good to have, you know, balance yeah. and strength and mobility. <laughs> Preventative measures, you know? Exactly. Uh, some other benefits are going to be improving our heart health. Cardiovascular disease is a very real problem and affects a lot of people. So not only will it help with carbon, it's going to help with that as well. We love that. Helps manage blood sugar levels and will also potentially reduce your risk of developing diabetes, which we love some disease prevention as well. And then additionally, not only will it boost self-esteem, so you're feeling really great, you're lifting heavy things, you're feeling super accomplished. Also, there have been shown to kind of see some improvements in mental health and quality of life, which we love all aspects of health with physical health and mental health. Emotional health is probably in there somewhere, but it helps kind of knock all of those out. But you don't have to do weightlifting. Like we're just kind of providing you with some benefits. And like we mentioned before, there are alternatives to just that. Like we think of the gym, we think of like the grunting, we think of like, ugh. big bro eats raw chicken and lift weights. Like invisible trap syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could also incorporate strength training with like resistance training, like body weight workouts, resistance brands. Um, Hannah put some acronyms in here that Allow kettlebell, me. I'm guessing. Dumbbell, barbell? Dumbbell, kettlebell, barbell. Yes. Nice. <laughs> I'm a gym You're a gym new. bro. Yeah. I'm a gym bro. <laughs> um, uh, but also- Emily's walking around like this from now on <laughs> because she can pronounce or figure out the My acronym for kettlebell. are huge. <laughs> uh, 
like do I even have a trap I know I do <laughs> they're in there yeah they're somewhere in there uh but also like Pilates are great for strain training pilo pilo metrics plyometrics are great for strain training and then also like you think of like weightlifting and powerlifting so there are many different forms and you just kind of kind of find one that you enjoy and you like and luckily there are so many different forms so you don't really have to stick to one if you don't like it yeah exactly okay so our next episode also is in regards our next question next episode gosh I was gonna say I was like okay our next uh myth comes from another wonderful follower and this one's also in regards to uh strength training as well so this myth is that higher reps equals toning muscle and lower reps equals building strength. So again, we actually are going to go into this specifically with our special guest that I already actually already said the name of. So spoiler alert, um, on episode 66, likely. So stay tuned for that. But for the cases of today's episode in general, it's not wrong. Like if we're doing more reps, we likely are going to, I don't like the word toning. It's more so going to be hypertrophy or building muscle and maybe even losing body fat. That's often what toning is or syndicating. Um, so in general, it's not wrong, but the rep ranges are kind of as follows. So for muscular endurance, you would generally do reps of greater than or equal to 12. If you are trying to build muscle, your rep range should be eight to 15. And then if you are trying to build strength, keeping your reps below six. Now, big caveat here. These ranges are not absolute. It's not like if you do seven reps or you do eight reps instead of seven that you're like automatically building muscle versus like working on strength. Like there's a lot of other factors, including like the level of fatigue and intensity, the time under tension, the load, um, and other exercises and like rep ranges that you're doing, how much rest you're taking. Those are just very general. And again, for the average person, the rep ranges don't matter too, too much. If you are just like lifting weights consistently and applying what's called progressive overload, where you are adding more weight over time as your muscles get stronger and adapt to the exercise, you are likely going to be generally working and improving on your health. So short answer is it's not really a, like a myth. It's actually kind of true, but no need to stress out about exactly how many reps you're hitting on every single exercise. I like that one. It's kind of like an in-between. Like yeah. That's fun to include some yeah. truth behind that. So that's fun. Our last couple ones is the 30 day to six pack program. So there's a lot to unpack here, but first and foremost, as we probably emphasize very frequently, everyone's body is very different and will change at a different rate. You can't Anytime there is a specific duration goal on that, be skeptical of it and be like, everyone's going to get a six pack in 30 days, every single person. There's probably like, do they account all the factors into it? One of, there's like no scientifically backed reason behind 30 days. It's just a nice marketing number that falls nicely for their program like you can't say like 26 day to six pack program (laughs) what (laughs) 30 days sounds nice and one of the biggest kind of abilities to note with a visible six pack is it's highly affected by genetics so someone else's success with achieving a six pack in quotes i say 
can look very differently compared to someone else who might have that, who might have a different genetic kind of background as them. Yeah, I think we debunked that piece of it with Brendan and Damien asking if mm-hmm. like abs are built in the kitchen or in the gym. Yeah. Um, and it's all about that. Like genetics are the biggest factor. Some people like will never have a six pack no matter how much they work out and how little body fat they have. It just depends yeah. on what your muscle shape is like. Yeah. The last one I feel like goes along well with a episode I think we just had, I think it was 59. So two before this one is the 30 day transformation photos. Those, I guess this isn't really a myth. I kind of threw this one in there. <laughs> but I was really on that 30 day goal. <laughs> and one, like, I think as we reiterated in fit, episode 59, these kind of like the 30 day myth around like this is the best like this is how long it takes you to achieve a fitness goal is not necessarily true there's not really much back behind it besides a marketing number photoshop is very possible so we don't even know if like the transformation pictures are accurate we don't know if they followed the program we don't know if they change anything dietary wise we don't know their medical history we don't know if those you were in taken 30 days apart we don't know any <laughs> of this information um and oftentimes this is associated with weight loss equating to success so it's just all bad vibes around the 30 days yeah and if someone uses these 30 day transformation photos as like a marketing tactic that's a red flag as we talk about in the episode where we discuss red flags <laughs> yeah because like emily said there's so many reasons that it may not even be a true transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so those are all of our myths this time. We will keep doing this every single season if you guys enjoy them. Um, there were a few, there were a handful of myths that you guys had submitted that were already debunked in past episodes. So I want to go through those real quick so you guys can find those if you're the one who asked and are listening to get mm-hmm. the answer. Um, but thank you again to those who did submit. We will continue to keep polls going on Instagram. Be sure to follow us there if you guys don't already to kind of always take part in these different pool in these different pools, different polls. But anyway, one of the myths that someone asked was about spot reducing, like picking where on your body you want to lose weight or build muscle. And we debunked that in episode 20. Another one was asking about fasted exercise, which we actually talk about in both episode 20 and episode 35 with David and Brendan. And more specifically, we discussed intermittent fasting in episode 26, if you're curious about that. And then the last one was um, the myth that running is bad for your joints, which we discussed in episode 20. So yeah. be sure to go listen to those if you had asked those questions or those myths and want to learn about what our thoughts are on those. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't really know. If, I'm trying to think of final thoughts. There's a lot out there. I think that to sum it all up, well, I'm going to quickly scroll through and give some summarizing thoughts. One. <laughs> If there's like an arbitrary number or a specific number around it, I would say be skeptical of it. Kind of think about what does this number need? You can do also like, I know that there's a lot of actually in preparation of this article. We can't (laughs) talk today. (laughs) Unwell. We're unwell. Um, In preparation for this episode, I was looking at a bunch of articles just from like kind of what people have been saying in the blog space along with like scientifically backed one and there's a lot out there already a lot of people have been debunking it so not that everything on google is true but you can kind of do a quick google search and 
make sure like potentially check the source like is this a personal trainer is this like a physician is this a dietitian um, probably more of like or even like an exercise or like a sort of like a strength conditioning coach or something like that um, focus is trying to find someone who is in the field and kind of you can read a couple of them and try to gauge what the general deal is uh, but if there's an arbitrary number be skeptical of it kind of think about what my if is it does it seem scientifically based and then also intuitive eating can work with muscle building goals and then also you do not have to lift weights like you can you can do whatever you want you the world is your oyster and <laughs> there are other ways you can incorporate strength training besides just lifting some weights so yeah yeah bottom line to sum up even that, I would say, like I've already kind of said a little bit, it's just about doing something unless you have specific goals. And of course, by all means, maybe you do focus more on like your grams of protein and like types of exercise and like reps and sets and all that kind of stuff. But for the average person, just move more in general. And that's going to get the job done. Find joy in that. Yeah. Just generally try to move more. Yay. No need to like hyper focus on these crazy things. No. No. Okay. Let's yeah. finalize their bonus question. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna pull a Hannah today, but <laughs> Emily, I'm gonna let you go first. What is the best fast food fried chicken sandwich? Slash, do you even like those? I love them, but I've never like really heard you talk about these before. I if I I'm going to a fast food restaurant and I don't really have a specific thing in mind. I will go for a chicken sandwich. I actually haven't tried a lot of fast food fried chicken sandwiches. I realized as I like put this question down, (laughs) Um, I would say, I feel like this is going to be a controversial answer. And I'm going to put a little preface that I think my answer would be Popeye's if I've ever eaten Popeye's. (laughs) I just like... Based off of what I've heard. And based oh, wait, off- you never actually, you don't think you actually had it, but that's your favorite. <laughs> no, I've never had it. I never had it. But I think if I did, I think that would be my favorite. Oh my gosh. Because my current favorite, because I don't, th- I think I've only had fast food fried chicken sandwiches from two restaurants from like Wendy's and McDonald's. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to say like this spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's. Okay. I'm a sucker for all things spicy. Mm. Um, and it was good. Yeah. I would not choose a spicy because we all, we all know I can't tolerate those. Um, Emily, I had a Portillo's chicken sandwich recently. I don't know if you saw that. Have you tried theirs? No, I, I stick with my like three. You don't go I'm there for a chicken sandwich usually, but <laughs> it sounded good. It was yeah. pretty good. It wasn't as good yeah. as others. Like it's not a Popeye's Wait, were or Chick-fil-A. you in Merrillville? Where? No, they have one in Fort Wayne. Oh, I forgot they have one in Fort Wayne. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ross Maybe I'll I... pick one up. What were we doing that house. day? Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Or on the way back, I'll pick one up. Yeah. We also have a Giordano's now. Is that what it's called? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. We had that once before. That was pretty good. Um, I like them all. <laughs> I I can't 
tell the difference unless I'm like eating them side by side. Like they're all amazing. So I'm gonna have to like do a side by side, which we could we should do that sometime. We could do like a live. I do like chicken sandwiches. Yeah, I'm sure Ross would be on board too. He would like thrive if we did that with him. Mm-hmm. My gosh. So I don't really have a good answer because I can't I, I can't compare them, which is typical, I know. I will say I do love Chick-fil-A's. Those are good. I like Popeyes. I have had Popeyes, <laughs> so I can say they're good, which I guess supports Emily's answer as well. Who else has them? Wendy's. There's just decent, but I wouldn't put them in first place. Um, I was watching an, a YouTube video actually where they did compare them. And the Burger King one got a lot of love. Really? Yeah. That's interesting given the name of the company. Yeah, yeah. It's like a Taco Bell had one, which I feel like they've played with it around before. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Think outside the bun, but here's a chicken sandwich in a bun. <laughs> so I guess I'll have to go with like Chick-fil-A and Popeyes just by default, but they're mm. all good, really. I'll eat any of them. Wasn't it two years ago there was the whole like fight? I was like wondering like when did that happen? There was it was like was that, Why was that happening? Was that during the pandemic, we're all just bored. I think it was. And I remember there were like all the article, like articles, all the commercials. Why do you got articles on the brain so much? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing's happening in there. Remember, no, no nothing behind those eyes. Nope. <laughs> I remember so many commercials, like of them yes. being like put up against each other, and people would like they do like customers reviewing them and like, oh my gosh, this one's so much better. And I don't know. I just, based off what the public said, I feel like Popeye's had a better one. Yeah. I feel like Ross and I tried to go to Popeye's and get one to like try for ourselves. And there was like a line like yeah. around yeah. the yeah. streets of Fort Wayne because that whole thing was happening. Yeah. I feel like now would be a good time to go. I know. That's why I'm like, we died like, off. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I feel like we should do our, our taste test. I would love that. that. I am kind of excited for the Burger King one. I bur- I have a soft spot for Burger King. You so. do? Have we not talked about this? Maybe we have, but I don't love Burger King. I love their zesty sauce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've discussed this. That's right. Yeah. I love their onion rings and zesty sauce, and I also like Whoppers. Partially because of the name. I like the name Whoppers. <laughs> I feel like that makes it more fun. You are a sucker for marketing. <laughs> yes, I, yeah. hundred percent. Also a skeptic, skeptic, but also like, if you can like win me over all <laughs> That's a killer combo. Like I'll think about it, but you better have some really good marketing to ensure yeah. that you're going to get my business. Yeah. Things like Whoppers, like what are they trying to like scam me on? Nothing. That's it's just true. a fun name. Nothing to be skeptical about. That's, that's what I need to be marketed towards, like harmless things <laughs> that like, are fun. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Okay. Yeah. It's inconclusive. We don't really have a favorite. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do a taste test and then we'll all, me, you, and Ross, we'll all taste test them. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Good. Follow Let us on us- TikTok and Instagram so yeah. you can see us doing this live. Yeah. That'll be good. Cool. Well, thanks for so much for tuning in today's episode. We hope you learned something new. Yeah. Be sure to listen to the other fitness myth or fact episodes. We're going to link those in the podcast description, but otherwise let us know, make sure you check out the socials for when we ask you for more fitness myths or just DM us what fitness myths you've heard of. And you're like, 
please talk about this one. I'll be like, okay, we'll add it to the list. You got it. We have like a giant running list of like podcast episode ideas and a lot of them come from you guys. So yeah, we always check those DMs. Yes. So yeah, we'll chat with you soon (laughs) and (laughs) hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Emily's going to go get some thoughts behind her (laughs) eyes. No, I'm going to go lay down and do not. I do not. That's how you do that. That's yeah. how you get those thoughts is you have to like right. recharge. Yeah. Let me go eat. That's the really same. That's the number, best way for me to get some thoughts. I kind of want to get a sandwich now, actually. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of the Upbeat Dietitians with your host, Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at The Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.